Hello, everyone. Uh, me and my man, Mike, we are very excited um, because we are releasing this new podcast called Basketball Brains. It's going to be me and Mike every week giving you all the ins and outs of the NBA um, and how we just feel about it. Uh, so start off, before we you know get into our actual content tonight um, or today, whenever you feel like watching our pod or listening to our pod, just make sure you listen to it. Um you know, my name is Billy Trice. Uh, I go to East Shelby University and diehard Philly fan all day um, for my outside of Philly. So that's, you know, where that comes from. Um, but I'm letting my man Mike explain himself. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, yeah, like Billy said, I'm Mike. Um, I'm from New York, so I'm a big <laughs> Knicks fan. And I, I, go to, I go to Bates College in Maine. Yeah, he's all the way in Maine. I'm all the way in Pennsylvania. But we're still doing this pod for y'all because this is what y'all need to hear, like, we giving y'all the insight. We giving y'all the free game on what's really happening in the NBA and and a unique perspective on it. This isn't like any other podcast that you're listening to. Uh, we're not gonna give you bland and and regular answers that you've already seen on first take and undisputed. This is gonna be raw. Um, viewer discretion is advised at times, um, so beware. But no, this is gonna be great, unique content that you can only get with me and Mike. Bro, it's really crazy that we Bro, isn't it? First of all, we, we should probably just enlighten them a little bit how we met. So, Mike, go ahead. You started off, Mike. Go ahead. That's because, like, this summer we were both in D.C. Uh, for, 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 like, our own respective programs and stuff. And, like, you know right. we got a hoop, so using <laughs> the gym hoop. Man. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and, and, bro, so then, like, I just, like, we were just talking about, like, what we want to do and stuff for our career. And, like, we had the same, we both want to do sports media, sports journalism. So it was like, oh, shit, like. That, like we gotta link up, we gotta work on a project or something. So here we are, and this right, is the, like, this is the, the first product. episode. Like, this is crazy, but like you know, this is what happens when two great minds, you know, come together. You know, I hope y'all, I hope y'all enjoy this. We really have this been playing like, this for a grip. Like y'all, <laughs> y'all getting like exclusive like shit right here. Like nobody else really get to hear this. Like and except the people that we drop it to. You know, just you know, we dropping it to everybody. But I'm saying like you know, you're not gonna get this content everywhere. Like not everybody's gonna talk. To like nobody's gonna talk, talk to you. So, all right, Mike, let's get into this, yo. So, start it off. Tell me, uh, tell me what we starting off first. All right, so today, so t- we got a few weeks before the season starts. Bro, right? the season so need to hurry up and come. Into it. It. It's only two weeks, bro. We can make it. And y'all got the y'all got right. the podcast to get you to. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this week we're gonna look at the Eastern Conference. Um, next week we're gonna get the West. So we got a few categories for you today. So we got. First, we got our Eastern Conference standings. Um, then we're going to go into, like, who we got for each respective award in each conference. So we're talking, like, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. You get it. Um, then we're going to go sleeper teams, three in each conference, as well as offseason grades. So we're going to start off with standings, of course. Um, and, Billy, you want to go first? All right, bet. Yeah, so I'll go first. So I'll start from the bottom and then – um, I'll go all the way to my, my top team. All right, so the first team that I'm going to put out there um, at the eighth seed, I got the I got the Raptors there, the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, they won the NBA championship last year, but I don't see them, um, you know, reaching that height again. You know, you lose Kawhi, that's a big loss. Uh, Kawhi was, you know, a lot of the reasons why they were able to get so far. And, you know, losing him, that that's a big thing. Like, that's a big piece. Uh, yeah, you do still have Siakam, and yeah, you do still have Kyle Lowry, uh, but you know they're not going to be enough to keep you at you know, at the top of the East. Even though the, the East is very weak, 
that's not some that's not you know it's still not gonna they 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 don't, they don't have the capability to do that um so i have them at the eighth seed i mean in my in my opinion too i don't even think they got the pieces to make the playoffs but do you really <laughs> I, I, they still got I, do they still have van vliet i think they still have van vliet he was a solid yeah, they do. and and you don't know like like you got we got to also think about siakam right he could make that jump I don't see that, but <laughs> I, I I don't I don't think any like there were there was good role players like Siakam is a good young player, but he's not he's not enough to carry a team, especially not even in the I don't care how weak the East is. I I don't know, but what if he what if he makes that jump to That's where a he's a Bat, Batman and Robin, him and Kyle, who's a run the high pick and roll, and they still have, they still have Ibaka too. They're still defensively sound. That's true. I mean. I don't know. I don't believe in them, but <laughs> I don't. Like I don't. I don't believe in them either. But I believe they'll they'll at least make the eighth seed. All right. So who you got seven? Well, why don't you just say your eighth? So why don't we just go back and forth so we can no so we um, can uh, you know analyze each other's. So I got I got the magic at eight. Um, what? A little bit lower than you had them, but I do think they had playoff experience from last year. Um, they're getting faults coming back. We don't know what he's going to be, but. He can only be a plus at this point. Um, we got Obama coming back from injury, and then like we said, Jonathan Isaac, uh, Evan Fournier. They got they resigned Vucevic, so they have their core coming back. So I think that they can make some noise in the playoffs. But I think that lower part of the Eastern Conference is a little bit better than it was last year. So I dropped them down to eight. Yeah, but how do you see them? Like, uh, I, I don't. I think they're a solid team. I think they actually gave one of the tougher teams in you know in the whole. He gave the defending national, uh, the defending cha- uh, champions, a, a great run for their money. Like, I don't know. I, I, I think that the the Magic showed me a lot last year, especially in the playoffs. Um, that they're a defensively sound team and a team that um, just works together as a whole. Uh, they have great continuity. I think that's why they're so successful. I mean, for sure. I just think that for the most part, besides Toronto, the East really only got better. So, I think that it drops them. Like they was in that spot last year, and I'm not giving them too much more of a leap this year, honestly. But I, f- all right, I do see that. I I see where you're coming from, but I I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but then at the seventh seed after that, I got I got the Heat. So I'm thinking more about the Jimmy Butler move. Um, yeah, they lost Josh Richardson. They traded Hassan Whiteside. But I mean, Myers Leonard could stretch the floor as as a center. Um, if Drogic is healthy, they're a playoff team in my eyes for sure. They also have Tyler Hero. If if Waiters is healthy, Justice Winslow continues to improve, um, and they just have a, a winning coach and a winning culture there. They're not they're never really out of it in Miami. So I think this is the year they jump back into the playoffs and I have them at the seven seed. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I love Mike Spolstra. Um, I loved him ever since I I like started liking the Heat. I started liking the Heat when. Uh, uh, you know, D Wade won that first championship with Shaq. Uh, that's when I kind of fell in love with the Heat. Um, and you know, of course, well, I think actually Mike was wasn't he like an assistant coach uh, for a yeah, while? You keep saying Mike, bro. It's Eric. I mean, Eric's supposed to. Jeez, why do I get? The, why am I getting that mixed up? <laughs> no, but wasn't he um like an assistant coach? And then yeah, he, he was an assistant coach there for a while. Right, that's what I thought. And then he got brought up. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I thought he I thought he was always a really good coach and um a guy who who had like a great mix of both right 
like he was stern, but he still had that like special connection with with players. And I think that like that's what makes you a great coach is is a great a great balance between the two. So I felt like because they have that, and then of course the added pieces of the Jimmy Butler, um, that can definitely get you into the seventh seed. For sure, uh, we're in agreement on that one. So I'm a I'm a rip through the next three seeds I have. So I'm gonna go six, five, and four. So right, six, I got the Pistons. I mean, I like what they did last year. That front court with Blake and Drummond, I like that a lot. I like the Derrick Rose pickup. I think another year of those guys of improvement with the chemistry moving. Um, I think Derrick Rose gives them a spark off the bench. I like that. I like that pickup a lot for them. Um, and I think that their young players are decent and will turn into good role players. So I have them at the sixth seed. Then at five, I have the Brooklyn Nets. As much as that hurts me to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I just think like, well, you I think knew the that, Knicks weren't going to be on the board. You knew that. All right, man. You don't know. I didn't get to the number one seed yet, bro. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, in all honesty, though, um, I, the Nets had a – everyone knows had a great offseason. Um, it'll be interesting to see how their chemistry turns out because we know how Kyrie happened in Boston. Um, and that's, that was probably just a Boston thing, if we're being honest. But you never know. Um, they lost a lot of their glue guys, their chemistry guys, Jared Dudley, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Um, Shabazz Napier, those kind of players who were part of that camaraderie are no longer there. So we'll see how that works out. But just on paper, I think they have the talent to definitely be a top five team in the East. Um, it just They can even go higher depending on how well they mesh. Um, and then the four seed, I have Kyrie's former team, the Boston Celtics. And I think that Kyrie, with Kyrie there last year, created a weird environment in Boston. But you could tell by Rozier, Tatum, Brown, just how they're reacting in certain situations that the way Kyrie was acting is rubbing off on them. So I think that this year, bringing in Kemba, who is, is, wants to win, is tired of losing, is going to bind to the system, give the young players more space to operate. And I think that if they bind to Brad Stevens, that they'll have a successful year. So I have them at the four seed. Well, our lists are a little similar. Uh, just, you know, two teams were, uh, were uh, the main difference. But at the six seed, I got the Nets. Um, you have met the at number five, but I have him at the sixth seed. Uh, I think the not the loss of Riley um, Rondé, <laughs> Rondé Jefferson, and um, she's um, who else did they lose? They Jared lost Dudley. Uh, Jared Dudley. Some of those role guys, they actually they help fill out that roster, um, and I feel like that's gonna that's gonna hinder them, and and as well as not having KD, uh, that's definitely gonna hurt you. But the addition of Kyrie Irving. And Chris LeVert and Jared Allen, I think that's, I think well with those guys, I think that's going to take them longer for them to gel, and they're going to have to learn each other's games, and so there's going to be a lot of growing pains. So that's why I see the Nets uh, being better than what they were last year based off of their talent, but it's going to take them longer to gel together. So I still see them being a seventh seed. Moving on, I got the Magic at the fit uh, at the fifth seed. Um, I liked how they played last year. They showed me a lot, um, especially in the playoffs against the Raptors. Um, I think they have the ability to be a solid, um, a solid playoff team and a, a team that could give, you know, uh, any team the playoffs fits uh, just with their length and defensive capabilities. Uh, I really, I really like what they have. Um, and, you know, you never know what Markel Fultz is going to do. He could actually turn out and pan out to be um, who we, who some people thought he was. Cause I didn't think he was going to be anything, especially coming out the pack 12, but that's neither here or there. Um, the Celtics at number four, uh, just because you know Brad Stevens is a phenomenal coach, his system is un is unbeatable. 
Um, it's one like I've never seen, and it's just it, it's just always breeding success. Uh, you still have Gordon Hayward. Uh, you still have a defensive um, juggernaut and Marcus Smith. I don't see them wavering. Well, I see them wavering a little bit from where we're used to seeing them with Kyrie, but um, they're still going to be, you know, in the mix. So I got them at number four. And then going to our top three, I think we're on the same page around here. Um, <laughs> so we got – I have the Pacers at three. I think that they had a good offseason. Um, I think if Old Depot was healthy, I'd even put them at two, honestly. Yeah, you're high. <laughs> <laughs> you're high. Nah, I just think, like – Brogdon. I don't know. I don't. But is only Dipper going to do it by himself? Yeah, but that team, that team has so many good players that they don't have to do it by themselves. Yeah, they and got that's, Brogdon, that's but they've been because you you seen that last year when Oladipo went down. There was they, like yeah, they had Bogdanovich, and like obviously he's a, he was an important piece, but they were able to do it by committee and do it effectively to hold off holding that three seed for months and not and not move out in the East with teams like even Philly and and Boston on their heels. So I think yeah. that coming in this year, you get Brogdon, you get Jeremy Lamb, you get, like, you know, it's not a big sign. And I did, like that, I, I did like that Jeremy Lamb pickup. That that was yeah. phenomenal. I I love Jeremy Lamb. I love using Jeremy Lamb in 2K. Like, oh, anytime wow. I, I play 2K, I always grab him off. No, he is cheese. He is cheese. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I just, like, I like the way he shoot the ball, too. Shooting the ball. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. So, I don't know. That's just me. For sure. Um, and then I got the Bucks at two. Um, so I got the Bucks at two because I think that they took a little bit in terms of their roster and their depth. They took yeah. a little hit from last year. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I agree with that. I mean, you bring in Wesley Matthews, like that's a nice pickup, but he doesn't replace what Brogdon brings for you. Um, and you bring back Lopez, which is nice. You bring in Robin Lopez, which is which is backup center was a position that they did need to fill for sure. But I think that Brogdon, the def- like his defensive capabilities as well as the offensive efficiency that he brings. I think it's spark up the bench too, like wow. just a, as a whole. Yeah, no, for sure. That's that's a big loss for them. Um, I just think that, and that the team I have number one uh, is your Sixers. So yeah, congratulations. Yeah. I, hopefully my <laughs> predictions are right for you. But um, I think they got a lot better, to be honest. I think that you had Horford to play the four, mm. and Horford is the only person in the East who can really guard and beat in the first place. So – just by him being on your team is an addition in itself. I mean, he brings that veteran presence, knows how to win, can space the floor a little bit, can defend. Um, and then you bring in Josh Richardson, which I think is an amazing pickup when they right. got back from Jimmy Butler. A, a great three-point – not great, but an above-average three-point shooter, an elite defender. He put up, what, 18 points a game last year, four assists. He can he can, he can even handle the ball when you need him to. Um, I think that's going to be a big pickup for him. The only question will really be their depth, but they're carrying over the bench from last year, so I think that – for the most part, they should be good, and I think that this is the year that they finally make that deep run into the playoffs that we've been waiting for. Look, you saying a lot of good. You saying a lot <laughs> of good things. A lot of good things. No, so I, we were similar on the Pacers at number three. I uh, I like them at that spot. Um, I am concerned about them not having, uh, you know, Collison. That that seems like a little hit, but they did bring a lot of good guys, um, like we mentioned, and. Uh, I think they'll. I think they'll be comfortable at that at that three spot and give the top two guys some fits at times. Um, when we're looking at number two, I have my Sixers at at number two, and see a lot of people would just assume that I put them at number one, but that's just not the case. Um, <laughs> I think that we're going to be an um, elite team. I, I think it's going to be a close one and two. I don't think I don't think there's going to be a, a a tremendous gap between the two, but 
I, I have the Sixers at my number two just because I feel like we're going to have growing pains and Brett Brown's going to cause us a few games just because, you know, he makes poor decisions in crunch time sometimes. And I'm not totally confident in his decision-making yet as a head coach. So that's worrisome. So that's why I have us at number two. Because uh, I feel like we might lose some games that we shouldn't lose. But I think we're, we're a team to be reckoned with. You know, uh, the pick of a Trey Burke I love as a backup point guard. Um, you have guys like Josh Richardson um, who, who, who are going to be able to play very well. And a guy like Shake Milton, who, you know, he played in our G League team. Um, and he's, he's, he's really just grown through our farm system. I'm really excited to see what you know he he's gonna bring to the table this year with being a full time player. I think will be a full time player on the uh, on the NBA roster. And then Zaire Smith, people forget that we drafted him last year. He didn't get any chance to play because of injuries, and you know he had uh, an illness, and then he had um, he also had I think it was a foot injury. So he he had some things that he had to overcome last season. He wasn't able to be out there, but I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. Um, a spark off the bench, a guy who um, can play uh, lockdown defense as a lockdown defender. Um, I think like I, I'm so excited just to, to see what he's actually going to bring to the table. And I need to see Tobias. Is Tobias going to take that next step? I'm very interested in seeing that. I think Al Horford is going to fit seamlessly into our whole system. But but the main guy that I think is going to be key for this Sixers team is Matisse uh, Thibel, our, our rookie that we got in the draft from Washington as well, ironically. Um, you know, we got Markel Fultz from. But this guy's a lockdown defender. Uh, you can see him out on the floor that he looks like an NBA player. Um, I just watched him last night. He, he looks like the real deal. I'm excited to see, you know, him playing, you know, defense. And he may even crack the starting lineup here and there. I don't know. Because Brett Brown's going to have to play with these, you know, uh, these lineups a lot to see what's going to uh, match the most of what he's going to get the most out of. So I'm excited to, for my Sixers team uh, and the Bucks. Look, that, I think the Bucks. You were Giannis, that monologues in July. I was. I was. I was. I was. But I had to. I had to. I had to. I had to. <laughs> but no, my Bucks. Like the Bucks, I think phenomenal. Um, I love their coaching. Um, I do think that Giannis is like amazing and insanely talented and he could like, I think it's going to be him and Embiid for MVP this year. We'll get to that later. But like, I think Giannis is going to take that next step. Like he's going to keep like Giannis has continued to, you know, get better every year. Like you just see him gradually, you know, take those steps. And I think we're going to see the same thing here. And that's why I got them going number one, but it's going to be a close one and two. Like I said before, so, yeah. That's how right. I'm rocking and out. So you just spoke about Giannis. You just spoke about Giannis. You talked about MB. You talked about MVP. So the next the next segment of this podcast, we're doing something a little bit different. So normally y'all are used to hearing the awards overall for the NBA as a whole. But since we're giving you conference-by-conference conference predictions, we're going to give you some our awards in the Eastern Conference this week. So, you know. I'm going to go. So we're going to go into it. And like you said, the MVP is going to do it again. Giannis is going to win MVP again this year, at least in the Eastern Conference. But for the NBA as a whole, obviously, well, we can get into that at a later date. But right. definitely for the Eastern Conference, I got Giannis. Right. Tune in next week to find out who we got for the Western Conference. That's like yeah. a little teaser. You got the little teaser out there. There's... So now they're going to come back for more. They got to. They got who do you to got for MVP? All right. So for MVP, I got Joel Embiid. That's my guy. Um, yeah, shocker. 
<laughs> Seriously, no. But I want to tell people, and I've been saying this for a while, um, but I, I really said this after the playoffs last year, Embiid has to get healthier. And I think he has to take care of his body more. And I think he's done that. He came into camp this year. He's 10 pounds lighter. Um, he he realized this summer that he has to work on late game situations and late in shot clock situations. So he talks about in this uh, interview um, that he did with the jump. And he talks about how he's been working on all summer late game situations with his trainer, uh, getting trapped um, late in the shot clock. He's been working on the situation to be more, more prepared for it. So I, I can't wait to see how that unfolds. Um, and, you know, he said something very interesting in one of his press conferences. He said um, he doesn't like shooting threes, which, you know, finds – it was very, like, weird to hear coming from him because sometimes he's the guy who's taking a three when he doesn't need to take a three. But I think Joel this season is really going to get to his roots, and we're going to see a lot of his back to the post. and. We're gonna see a lot of references to Akeem Olajuwon. I, I I I really think he's gonna he's gonna win the the MVP this year. I think he has a new mindset. I think he's tired of getting to the playoffs and and leaving so early. I don't I don't think that sits well with him. Neither do I think it sits with Ben. And I think that's why Ben has made the changes that he's made uh, this season as well. And I think Joel is gonna uh, be an MVP candidate. And so in the earlier in the show, we were talking about our biases, right? So, yeah, as you can tell, we know Billy's a Sixers fan, right? So, <laughs> we got me over here as a Knicks fan, and I'm trying. I was fighting my biases hard not to put all my little play, all my players in here on this list. So, but when I, we said Rookie of the Year, my gut went straight to R.J. Barrett, but I, I changed that pick. I changed that pick because it was too God. predictable. It was too thank predictable. God. Thank God, because when he wins it, I don't want to hear it. But he's not he, winning it. He's so trash. I know, bro. That, we could have oh, a whole pod nah. on RJ. Oh nah, bro, he's so now, trash. My grade, my my bro, my grade for him was so poor. But go ahead, go ahead. You, you're not a scout. You're talking about Matisse Thybul and Zaire Smith, and you know bro, what? I'm trying you, to tell you, put some Matisse respect Thibel. on RJ Barrett's put some, name. Put some respect on Matisse Thybul's name, bro. bro. I'm trying to tell you, right. he's gonna ball out this year. All right, bro. We'll see. But he's gonna anywho. be the Giannis stopper. Oh nah. Anywho. <laughs> We got a rookie of the year. I put I put Tyler Hero. I mean, y'all all, y'all all seen the Balls Life videos from from since high school with him, and you've seen it, him doing it summer league now preseason setback threes, uh, all all the moves. So I think he's gonna ha- be in a position where he has the skills, but he's also gonna have the opportunity to show out. So I'm I'm gonna go with Tyler Hero, bro. And I- I'm sorry, I you know guys, I I had Carson Edwards down here. But last night I was watching this young man play, and and he 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 he's he's the best rookie in 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 the East by far. Ooh. Like there's there, there's no. What do you mean who? Tyler Hero. Oh, I thought you said Carson Edwards. I was no. Like, I'm oh, saying I was going to say I. I that's what, bro. You gotta. Bro, I'm listening, was, bro. But you just. I, I mean, was saying I was going to choose Carson Edwards as my rookie of the year, but when I was watching, sorry, I wasn't clear enough. When I was watching Tyler Hero play last night, I was like, wow, like this young man is really like talented. And I don't think he's going to be able to play as much ISO ball as we're seeing right now, just because when you're in the NBA season, you know, you're scheming, you're, you're playing a certain way. 
Um, you guys are on the same page. There's less ISO ball, even though people love to talk about how it's like a new thing and how there's a lot of ISO ball going on. That's really just in Houston. Houston runs a lot of ISO ball just because that's what works for them. But when you look around the rest of the league, there's a lot of um, plays being called and a lot of scheming. Uh, but yeah, I, I have to agree with you, man. I digress. Like I, that, that kid is different. Like he, he's different. No, so we're on the same page on that one. Um, yeah. Tyler Hero can get buckets. So I expect him to be doing a lot of that for Miami this year. Um, and now we talk about people who stop people from getting buckets. We got Defensive Player of the Year. And this one is the easiest one on this list. And y'all know who I'm going with. Mitchell Robinson, New York Knicks. The BS. <laughs> How, bro? All right. If you, right, you want to really talk about it, this man last year was playing in the NBA – after not playing basketball since high school, since the Jordan Brand Classic game, and in 20 minutes a game, was second in the league in blocks. He got more blocks per game than Defensive Player of the Year, Rodi Gobert, last year, as a rookie in 20 minutes a game. I'm not saying he's not. Look, what I'm saying is to be that type of guy and to be that that defensive, to earn that title, you got you to gotta do more. Like, I don't know. I think he's a solid big. But there's better ones in the East than him. All right, but if we're, talking about, if we're talking about Defensive Player of the Year, right, and Rudy Gobert won it last year, and Mitchell Robinson does what Rudy Gobert does but better, how are you not going to give it to him? Because he, he brought not more the, shots last year than he he's missed. Not, but he's not the better defender. He's not – is he the top defender in the East? He's the best shot blocker in the East. That's not what I asked. It's but right, but Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert is not the best defender in the West, but he won it yes, as a shot blocker. No, 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 no. no he's yes, not. he is. No, he's yes. not. No, he's Who's better than him in the West? He was getting fried in the playoffs. Who's better than him in the West? Right now, Paul that, George, Kawhi. But I'm talking about as bigs. Anthony Davis? No. Bro, Anthony Davis Rudy Gobert was getting fried in the playoffs. Anthony Davis did not have the numbers to back it up. Who had his numbers and was better than him? Nobody. That's what that's what we have to that's what's taking. When Anthony Davis is healthy, he has those numbers and he's better than him. I know, but he wasn't healthy. So that's what I'm saying. Like that all takes into account. You're comparing him to Rudy Gobert numbers, and that's fine. But Rudy Gobert only won because he had the numbers and we know of his defensive capabilities. No, he's only a shot blocker. He's only he's not only a shot blocker, he does a lot more. He rebounds the ball very well. You he boxes it. out very well. He plays very oh, fundamentally man. sound. Did you see his in the playoffs, though? He was getting fried for defensive player of the year. Like, he was minus 20 that whole series. Getting cooked. But they didn't have – they had injuries. He was getting cooked individually. Yes, but defense is a team is a team. Oh, now, this, now it's a team game. Oh, it is. All right, all right, all right. Is it, is it not? Bro, it's Mitchell Robinson, and then whoever you got is second. That's it. Defensive player of the year, I got Al Horford. Now he's oh, made. my God, bro. Look, Al Horford makes a lot of sense. I'm trying to tell you. We brought Al Horford in not for his scoring abilities. We brought him in on defense, and I think he's going to be a big factor on the defensive end. It's going to give Joel – I think Joel is going to take advantage of having an Al Horford out there. Al Horford is going to be worrying a lot about the defense – and it's going to give Joel a chance to take it easy for minutes here and there throughout a game. And he's not going to get as many defensive stats. 
So that's why I don't think Joel's, Dylan Bede is going to win Defensive Player of the Year. It has nothing to do with his talent. I think he has the ability to be a Defensive Player of the Year. But I think Al Horford, for his role on this team, is going to be more defensively minded. So he's going to have more defensive stats, which ultimately will lead him to being Defensive Player of the Year. Second in the voting to Mitchell Robinson. Um, <laughs> so now we'll just go, we'll go through the last three awards real quick um, so we can make a transition. So we got... Sixth man of the year, I got Derrick Rose if he does come off the bench. Um, I think that no doubt we saw what he did last year, but no one's beating Lou Will. But you take that production, and D. Rose is always evolving his game. People count him out after his injuries. Yeah, he's not as athletic, but I watched him for a whole year with the Knicks. He's definitely like not. Five. Like, he could still get to the rim at will, and now he's shooting threes at a dangerous clip. So I, if he puts up the same production, I got him as sixth man of the year. Then coach of the year in the East, I got Kenny Atkinson. I think that Kyrie got to go where he wants to go. He'll buy into the system, and he'll have them playing well together without KD, so he'll get a nod for that. Um, and then most improved player, I went with a kind of safe bet, uh, Markel Fultz, because like, as you guys know, only up from here. But I like what I saw off of him so far in preseason. He looks assertive. He's getting his confidence back. And he's a lanky point guard who can get to, get to the rim at ease. So I really like what I saw from Markel Fultz so far. Kind of like what you had to say. It was all right. Um, six man of the year. I kind of went. Uh, I went Jalen Brown. I don't think he's gonna start. Um, I think he's gonna be a nice spark off the bench. Uh, very talented. Liked him ever since he came out of UCLA. Um, uh, I, I need him. I need him. I think he's gonna make that next step. Um, you know, now that I think he'll have more of a clear role and he'll be able to get more minutes now with Kyrie gone. Uh, I, I think I think this is going to bode well for his career. Uh, Rook, uh, sorry, coach of the year, I think is going to be Brad Stevens. Just the way he manages the departure of Kyrie and how tough that is, and um, and then you know making all the pieces that he has uh, gel together. This is a young core that they have, um, and I'm very interested to see what Brad Stevens does. And then most improved player. <sighs> This this one's kind of hard. Um, I I think I do want to go Folds just because, like like Mike said, it's a safe pick. Like I think I think he has the ability to be. Um, he can only go up. Like he like there's no expectation for him right now in uh in Orlando, so he can literally just make his own you know make his own story now, and and he ha- he doesn't have any pressure on him. So I think he'll he'll be fine in that aspect. And then when we go to, um, but I, I think I will say that um, as somebody who's like not as, you know, mainstream, who I think could be most improved, Zach Levine. I think Zach Levine is, Zach is you know, not mainstream. But I'm saying for when we're talking about like most improved player, like not a lot of people are going to say Zach Levine. Like, would you have said Zach Levine? Hell no. I think, I think it's because I wouldn't say Zach Levine because. He was in my mind last year for this conversation, and he took a big leap. But that, like that, most improved category is usually for a bigger leap, and I, he took a huge leap. So I don't expect him to take another one this year. Is why I haven't. I don't think consider him like that. Oh, you don't think he's going to take another leap? Another, not another huge leap. Like he, he went from like, like he would have been a great second option on a playoff team. But if he, but what I'm saying is, if he takes them to the playoffs, then what? That's not a big leap. I think that's a I big leap to me. I think that there's a lot of good young players in Chicago, and I wouldn't be surprised if they made the playoffs. I, I agree. I wouldn't be surprised either. But what I'm saying is, if it's off of his back, if it's all like off of his accord, 
That's what I'm saying. Because if he does it, if he like, if he's like the guy, if he shows me that he's the guy in Chicago, that means a lot. Because there's not a lot of people who are able to do that. The last few people that we've seen do that is Michael Jordan and Derrick Rose. I guess that's fair. So if you stamp yourself as the guy in Chicago and you take them to the playoffs, I I, I got to give you most approved for that. That, that. Chicago is a hard city, especially for basketball. I can see that. Speaking of Chicago, um, we got our 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 sleepers. So teams in the East that we think could. For me, I put teams that missed the playoffs but could make it if everything falls right for them. That's how I consider sleeper. So I had the Hawks. I like them a lot. Trey Young. Kevin Herter, John Collins, uh, Cam Reddish, all those pieces in there. So I think that – I think Trey Young is a superstar. I don't know how much better he's going to I don't know here. why. I don't know why you think that. I mean, it, it's evident. He was putting I think he's okay. Up. I don't know. I'm just scared of – He's an elite playmaker, and he can score at will, especially with that range. And when his shot started falling, he was scary because he was putting up numbers that rookies haven't put up in a long, long time. That is true. So I think them – if he if he can, if he takes another leap this year, they could be a, a playoff team. We just talked about the Bulls. I like them a lot. Zach Levine, Willie Marketing, Wendell Carter, Otto Porter played well when he got there. See what Kobe White brings to the table. And my last sleeper is my New York Knicks. I'm not saying they're making a the playoff. I'm not jacking that. Don't Please don't. don't. I, I'm not. No, I'm realistic. Y'all not gonna. I'm not Stephen A. Smith. I'm not gonna put on the <coughs> for you. That's not me. <laughs> Whoa. Chill, do not come at my man. He's nah, thorough. I don't, I don't judge Steve Smith because he he puts on a bad persona of what he of everyone watches ESPN. They think that's what Knicks fans are, and it's not accurate. And no, that is what Knicks fans are. It's not you. You don't know enough Knicks fans then. But anyway, I got my Knicks. Um, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. No, I think that if everything falls right, they have a lot of gritty veterans. Um, just to make to to keep them competitive. So if enough of their young, they have they have they do have a lot of young pieces. That have potential. So if any of those young pieces take a leap um, together, then they could maybe make an eight seed. But that's what I'm saying, like best case scenario, not not predicting anything. All right, I feel that. I can see that. All right. So my sleepers, uh, my first one's Miami. Um, so two of them I do have in my standings, but these are because I think these are teams that are going to make a jump and that are going to um, show me something that I didn't see uh, last year. So Miami, I think is going to be in the playoffs uh, uh, this season. I, I just like what they have. I like the addition of Jimmy Butler. Um, again, like I said before, I love their coaching. Uh, I think that they're going to be a team that people are going to, you know, feel like they don't have to worry about, but actually do need to worry about. Like, they are a wild card in my book. Uh, second, I have the Bulls. I love Zach Levine. Um, uh, I was a big fan of Chris Dunn when he went to Providence. He didn't, you know, he hasn't been playing how I thought he was going to play in the uh, in the NBA. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know why that transition didn't happen, because when he was at Providence, he was you could watch him play and you could easily tell he was the best player on the floor. I don't see that anymore at the NBA. And of course, the level of competition has gone up from going from the Big East to the NBA. But I would still assume that he could be able you know, to be serviceable. And he hasn't been that. So I need him. I'm interested to see if he can take that next step. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., I think that was a solid pickup for them. I think that was beautiful. They do have my boy Ryan Archidiakono. Hopefully hopefully he can uh, solidify his his role spot coming off the bench. Um, I just really like what they have. Denzel Valentine. Uh, they got Kobe White now. They got my boy Thaddeus Young, who's who's a grinder. 
um, rough around the edges. I like, I like, I love his game. I've loved his game ever since he was a Sixer. So, so they have a lot of pieces that I'm very intrigued and very excited to see, and they can make a playoff run. Like, uh, like we were talking about Zach Levine. Like, if Zach Levine can get them on the right track and take them to the playoffs, I, it, it could be something special. Uh, for the Magic, speaking of special, let's talk about the Magic. I, um, they showed me just so much. In the, I didn't think that the Magic were that good of a team. Um, I, I didn't know how they were going to gel. A lot of faith in them based on one playoff series, and I don't like it. But, but but that playoff series was against the Raptors, like who won the chip. And the Raptors were actually a, a pretty good team last year. And I liked the fight that they gave them. Like DJ Augustine was balling in the playoffs. That's what, like, talking, that, you're talking about, that's what I'm talking about. But you're talking about DJ Augustine. Like you're not going to repeat that. We know what DJ Augustine is. But you don't – all right. We do know what DJ Augustine is. Right. But he stepped up when he needed to. They're going to make the playoffs regardless. So if they're able – if those players are still able to step up how they did last season, they can make a run. Like, I, that, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that, oh, they have some new transcendent transcendent <laughs> energy or that they're, that they're reborn as players. No. But I think each individual on that team knows who they are and knows their game and plays within their game. Plus, I love Nick Vucevic. Uh, he was a we drafted him and then traded him away. Like he he was going to be a solid big for us, but you know he, we ended up trading him. You know things happened the way they did, but I think he's a solid big. I've always thought he was a solid big coming out of USC. So I, I don't know, but that's who I got as my sleepers. All right, and now we got our final segment for today for the Eastern Conference. We just got real quick uh, our top three offseason grades. So the top three overall offseasons in the Eastern Conference. So I got the Sixers. I think Horford, um, Richardson, I think getting back Zaire Smith is like basically bringing somebody this offseason. Drafting Thibault. I do like Thibault as a defensive stopper. Mm -hmm. If he's more than that, we'll see. Um, But I like them them a lot and what they did this offseason. Then I have the Pacers. I think that while they did lose a piece or two, I think that bringing in Brogdon is a sneaky signing that's going to go a long way for them, both offensively and defensively. Um, like we said, Jeremy Lamb. They bring in TJ McConnell. He's scrappy, plays defense. They bring him up as your back. That's my guy. That's my guy. Exactly. So Billy knows that man. That man's not bad. He's not bad. So I like that signing too. And then of course you got to give it to them, even though I don't want to. The Brooklyn Nets. Um, when you get K- when you get KD, Kyrie, you win. That's it. Like it's simple. Um, I hope they don't win. I hope that Kyrie's a baby still. I hope that they don't make the playoffs. I hope the worst for that franchise. But they did have the best offseason, and I got to give it to them. So that's well, my. You were looking up. You was looking at my. Uh, you was looking at my paper during our production meeting, I guess. Because <laughs> um, I got the Sixers as well. Uh, you know, the addition of a Al Horford um, is phenomenal. I was. I questioned the the move at first. I was just like, ah, I don't know. Why did we grab him? Like, do we really need him? And it's sunk into me that, you know, now Joel Embiid doesn't have to play 35, 40 minutes every night for us to get wins. Um, so that that's going to bode well for this team. And then the addition of Jay Rich, that, that just beautiful GM work by Elton Brand. You know that you're not going to be able to keep a guy and you figure out a way to get at least something in return. And it's not even just something. It's a... It's a salvageable 
you know, player who you can plug into your into your system and they work perfectly. Uh, he's a great on-ball defender. Um, well, I think he has the ability to be great. He hasn't shown greatness, but he has I, – I think he's – He's foreshadowed a little bit that he could be a great defender. And I think he's a solid shooter as well. Um, you know, uh, shot above the league average uh, last year in three-point percentage. Um, that that's what, we, that's what we really needed. We needed more shooting, but we also needed length. J.J. Redick was a phenomenal shooter, but he killed us on the defensive end and was a liability. And it let, key, it let teams key in on that. A guy in Jay Rich, he can play at both ends of the, of the court. It means a lot. Great job by Ellen Brand to do that. Moving on, I got the Pacers as well. They just grab too much. You grab a Brogdon. You grab um, a TJ McConnell. You grab a Jeremy Lamb. Those things matter. Um, and you got to give it uh, to the Pacers organization. Um, they, they did a phenomenal job in their offseason. And, then, of course, the Nets. When you get Kyrie and KD, it's kind of – you got you got two all-stars and probably – probably future Hall of Famers yeah, on your roster and, and free agency. You, you did something right. So, you know, you got to give it to the Nets as well, too. So that's what I got. And that's what we got today for episode one. So today you came in. You got the first episode of the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. We talked about the Eastern Conference next week. I know you all excited already. This one just finished, but I know you all ready for the next one. And yeah, I know, you all got to be ready for the next one. Like, yeah. yeah, like So you got the Western yeah. Conference, and I would say the more exciting conference, low-key. this was a little bland like this like the eastern conference is kind of a little self-explanatory just because we we know what's going to happen in the east the west is where it's going to get tricky and we're going to have there's going to be a great our next pod make sure y'all subscribe to the pod get get all the notifications of when we drop because when we drop it it's going to be crazy because you know the standings the players all of it it's different in the west so yeah definitely some some content for you to listen to um but yeah, so thank you for listening. Bill, you got anything else you want to say? No, nah, I appreciate you guys listening. Make sure, oh, make sure you follow us on uh, social media too. Um, well, follow me at BillTrice31. Uh, that's my Instagram and my Twitter. So make sure you go out there and follow that. Um, I live tweet during a lot of games and stuff. So yeah, just uh, follow me. If you have any questions or anything you guys maybe want us to talk about on the pod, we're open to you know taking this um, suggestion. So make sure you tune into that. And you got me on Twitter, DJ Smoothie Seventeen, and I also got a website where I write about sports. So smoothiesports.home.blog. Uh, I try to get an article out every week on all different sports. So not just basketball. So I'm versatile over here. So if y'all want to, yeah, we versatile. We both versatile. You mean? So check it out. <laughs> subscribe to the podcast and my website. That'd be appreciated. And until next week, this is the Basketball Brains. We'll catch y'all later. Deuces.